Welcome back, talkers, to the On Just Talking podcast. I am your host, Cello. This is episode 21 or 22. Uh, thanks, everybody, who is listening. I got to listen somewhere out there in the Philippines. So hopefully if that person listens again, thank you. Uh, a couple from Germany, a couple new states in, in the states here, up to like 22, I think. So that's awesome. Thank you, everybody who's listening. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, of course, Thank you for doing that. Um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts are the main four. The main three, I should say. No, I guess that is four. Um, so let, let's get right into it. So this is a uh, a phrase that um, I was I'm mentoring somebody and I, I was talking to them about how they have, you know, if they have to have a discussion. So... Let me stop. Let me backtrack. So one of the things that I try to do is I try to be a good leader and I fail miserably, seems like most of the time. But the one of the things, because I'm, an, I'm a restaurant manager, um, one of the things that tends to happen is we tend to have dust-ups, arguments, um, things can get very tense, um, COVID or not, and people get into arguments. So, and one of the reasons I think that is, is because people speak in the moment and speaking in the moment is fine when it's, you need to tell somebody how much you love them. You need to express to somebody, you know, you want to make amends with them and maybe they're, you know, they're sick or you haven't seen them in a long time or you've had some sort of argument. And, and, you know, when it's a feel, when it's a feel good moment, speak in that moment. Don't, don't regret what you didn't say. Um, and I, I mean, I've known more people that have died this year, probably in my entire life. And, you know, thankfully none of them were really, really close family members or something. They were people I worked with, um, for the most part. And you don't ever want to regret not saying, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about you or, Hey, you know, I, I love you or, you know, just thinking about good times or just whatever it is. Right. But the topic of this this episode is speaking outside of the moment, and what that that is more that has more to me a more of a negative connotation. And this has come up a lot in the last God probably the last two weeks. Um, I just started managing a new restaurant, and I have a, a new crew. Um, they're all new to me. Some of them have worked at that place, right? And uh, as I try to mentor somebody so that I can make another move. Um, we tend to, you know, have discussions a lot, right? So I had two instances where one girl got into an argument with another girl and another manager got into an argument with somebody else. Um, nothing crazy, crazy was said, but because things are tense, because there's some sort of, you know, uh feelings involved in terms of like, it's busy, we're understaffed, or this person didn't do this, or, you know, whatever those feelings are. So you you tend to speak when you're angry, if, if you do in the moment. So 
one of the things that's, it, there's two schools of thought, right? You know, especially when you're managing a group of people, if you see a behavior that needs to be corrected, you should correct it at that time. And that's, that's true 99% of the time. So this is only untrue, at least in my opinion, because I'm this guy, by the way, I am the mad guy that speaks in the moment um, while I'm angry. And then I regret the things that I say. And I just did an episode on regret too. And, but you can't take it back. You, you, you just, you're going to look stupid. You're going to feel stupid. And it's just going to be that you're just going to, it's a bad look to speak when you're angry. So on a broader scale of life, if you're speak if you're speaking outside the moment only when you're angry now so if you're if you're upset and you're angry my personal view and something i try to do and i don't know if i do it real well is to speak outside of the moment so what do i mean i mean you and your you and your your dad are having a discussion about your, your school or something and you're not doing real well in school and your dad starts getting angry and he says like, I don't know, really mean stuff like you're a loser and you'll never amount to nothing. Um, you know, really mean hurtful stuff. If he's a good person, ultimately he's going to feel bad for calling you a loser. He's going to feel bad for saying that you're never going to be anything in life. He's going to, feel bad that he thinks your dreams are stupid or whatever, right? But he still can't take that back. And God forbid something happens to him or to you, it may sour that relationship, right? So it would it will sour that relationship if it happens too much, but if something dramatic happens, one of the two you one of the two of you is living with regret. And and that's the main thing is you know you can't take it back. You shouldn't have the regret. But to preemptive that, to be preemptive with that, calm yourself. Go back. The dad goes back to the kid and says, "You know, I understand you had a tough time in school. Uh, I, I really have high hopes for you. Um, maybe, um, maybe the expectation of you getting all A's is too much, but." You know, I just want the best for you. I, I want you to, you know, have a good career. I want you to be happy. But, you know, you have to, you have to buckle up, son. You got to, you got to tighten your belt. You got to tie your shoes pretty tight and you got to get the work done. And if it's said like that, it's because cooler heads prevailed. He didn't lash out. He didn't come up with hurtful things to say and, you know, quote unquote, keep it real. Because again, I'm going to do an episode on that. Keeping it real isn't always keep doesn't always have to be nasty. So, especially in a work environment, you don't want to speak out of anger, out of frustration, or in the middle of a busy dining room. Um, even in a even in a closed kitchen, you don't want to say something that's going to force the issue. Because what happens? People quit. People throw things. You know, people, and if that person continues to work there, it creates at least, it, and hopefully it's temporary, but it creates kind of an awkward moment. Like, hi, like, can we talk? And then, you know, hopefully cooler heads prevail. But why not just let the cool, let yourself calm down. Don't speak in the moment because once you do in the moment, 
that moment is now over. And now you have to create, you have to have another discussion anyway. So it's also a time waster. Have the one discussion, have it when you're cooled down, have it when you're not thinking mean shit. Cause I think mean shit all the time. I just never hardly say it, but once, and it's another thing too, is you don't want it to build. You want to, you have to be able to vent at a point to where it doesn't become like built up and venting. And this happened to me too. I have this, this one girl and she's, she's has just issues with just general stuff. And she said, Oh my God, I think I'm dying, which she was being facetious of course, but she was having some sort of like coughing episode or something. And I'm like, I kind of roll my eyes and I'm like, I'm doing it now too. You're not going to die. She's like, I don't know if I can make it through the night. And I'm like, we're not having this discussion right now. So I spoke in the moment with a little bit of like anger in my voice, but had I kept talking, it would have been crazy because once I'm mad and I'm talking, it's going to be bad. So don't do that to yourself. Don't let anybody get you so angry that, you know, you're in the middle of a busy restaurant. You're in the middle of a busy sales floor. You're in the middle, middle of your office and somebody gets under your skin. And before you know it, you're telling them they're a piece of garbage and they need to go home or they're fired or what have you. And then you have to, to backtrack because maybe you get so angry. You don't really know what you say and God forbid you curse or you call them a derogatory comment, you know, uh, you make a racial slur, which would be a freaking retardo anyways, an idiot. You'd be stupid to do that. But what if you did? And then, then your whole, you know, one false, you know, move with the mouth and it could create a, a, a bigger problem than, you know, that girl wanting to go home, which she kind of does quite frequently. So again, I'm a terrible leader because I should have cut that off at the knees anyway, but I didn't speak in the moment. So I was very proud of myself. It just so happens later that day, she spoke in the moment. And I've been trying to mentor her and this other person about thinking it over because you might be able to see what happened, what transpired. You can replay it in your mind a little bit and it's not a knee jerk reaction. Certainly if someone's being unsafe, um, unsanitary, um, or, or, or things like that are procedurally wrong. You can correct it. Hey, that's not how we do this. But not like, oh my God, you're such an idiot. Why are you doing it that way? You know we don't do things that way. And by the way, you're, you're, not, you know, you're not wearing non-slip shoes and you just aren't unloading on this person. You're just going to create a bad environment. So this is most important, of course, when, like I said with the dad and the son, when, it, when you, you maybe you've had kind of long-term issues with somebody and typically it's a family member or a close friend and you, and you bottle it and you bottle it, and you bottle it, and then, you know, inevitably someone's drinking, or there's a family party, and it starts out nice, and then the freaking door opens, and once the door opens, you know, the floodgates open, and it's, you know, fuck yous, and I hate you, or, um, I mean, I, I don't even want to, like, put it out in the universe, any meaner shit than that, but you get the gist, right? Like, you don't, want to live with that. You don't want to be that person because you know, it's going to wind up happening down the road. You don't talk for whatever reason. You don't talk for five, 10 years. You don't talk for five, 10 months, right? 
and then down the road, you don't want something to happen with those, with those people. Remember, say what you want to say that's good. You want people to know you love them, that you care about them, that you miss them. But you don't want people to think that you hate them, that you never want to see them again. I mean, unless you really don't, but there's also a way to say that without with speaking outside the moment. Yeah, you could tell somebody, look, I, I don't think this relationship is going anywhere, but you don't want it to be anger filled. And this is something I've struggled with my whole life. So I think I'm kind of like an expert in terms of don't say shit when you shouldn't. Um, it could be a whole nother topic too. Like you're just, if you're just like me and you're kind of a talker, you can say whatever, like shit you shouldn't say, like someone, not that I'm a secret teller, but you know, you tell some, you know, you accidentally say shit is completely different. So I'm getting a little off topic, but, uh, I just like that term, speak outside the moment. And I think that at least my generation, I think we were kind of taught more about, you know, keeping it real, put your, you know, tell people how you feel, don't, uh, don't hold back and that sort of thing. But professional environments are very, very hard because you don't owe anything to these people. They're not typically your friends at first. You don't have any reason to play nice except for you want a paycheck. But if you can take that step back and usually and inevitably it's like in the middle of business. It's like in the middle of a tense moment. Two people called out. The bread is burned. The fryer doesn't work. Um, you had You had a long shift the day before. You haven't had enough coffee. Whatever the hell it is. And then you say things you shouldn't say. So how does one stop speaking in the moment and learn to speak outside the moment? For me, deep breaths. My head is usually down. Because a lot of times too, when I'm angry, I want to make eye contact. Normal conversation, I won't always look at you. So my head is typically down. Um, I try to stay focused on absolutely like being perfect at what I'm doing at that moment so that somebody can't drag me away so that I can't get so irritated or drug into a conversation. If somebody, I don't do real good either when somebody keeps kind of like, like picking at me, like, um, I don't know if I really have a good example, but if it was like, can I go home? 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 If if I fall into that trap, instead of saying, yes, go home, I would say, yeah, why don't you just go home and never come back? And then that might be a good employee who never asks to leave early, but I'm disappointed because the good one wants to, you know, take it, you know, the time or whatever. So, and that's just it is I typically tend to blow up on the people I shouldn't. And I don't know, it's like this weird quirk I have. So, if you're a car, if you're a crap employee, but you do a couple of things well, and again, I I am not an iron-fisted leader, so that that's something I'm dealing with now, actually. So if somebody is like okay, and they don't they don't do anything great, but they're just not fast, or you know they have a little bit of a a quirk about them that makes them not a you know not a a main player, I will mentor them. And I will get them to what I think the best of their ability is. And then that's it. But I'm more apt 
to push the the person who I see that potential in that I see is really good that I see is, you know, killing, killing certain parts of it. And then when that person lets me down, it hurts me more than the person I know is never going to be an A player. You know what I mean? Like if I equated it to sports, like, you know, I was that athlete. Like I was always going to try hard. I was never going to be a star. Although I, I I played baseball pretty well. And, you know, I think the coaches got the best out of my ability, but so if it was me and I'm the coach and I was coaching me, I would be okay with how I played, how much effort I gave. And he wouldn't have to ride me too much because he would know that this is the top of your, this is the top of your ceiling kind of a thing. But for me, like my, let's just use baseball because I was just watching a baseball game anyway, New York Metropolitans, by the way. Um, you know, my star center fielder, typically he's on time. He's hitting really well. Um, good arm, fast guy, but you know, he misreads the steal and we're down late in the, the steal, the don't steal sign or whatever. Um, and he gets thrown out and he kills a rally. And then I'd be right. I would be more disappointed in him than the kid who misread the steal sign to steal and didn't steal. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, you're the, you're the guy, you're the people, you're the one that people look up to and you blew it. And, you know, um, not running out of ball is probably a better example. You know, you're down, you need a base runner and then, you know, this talented center fielder kid, you know, grounds the shortstop and he knows he's going to get thrown out, but he didn't try hard enough. You know, that would anger me. That would, that would anger me and regardless of any kid, but so I would, I would have a harder time with him, but rather than speak in that moment, I would pull him out aside after the game, whatever. And I would say, yo, you're the star of this team. Kids look up to you, whatever it is. You got to run those ground balls out. And otherwise it would be like, what is your problem? You have all the talent in the world and you're pissing it away. And you know, the rest of these guys look up to you and you're blowing it. You're an idiot you know, get your fucking head on straight or whatever it would be. And then that kid, maybe I just, maybe I just trashed him for, for somewhat no reason, but I was so pent on, so like excited about his talent and stuff. And then he goes into a funk. Now he's in a slump and the team is struggling. So that, that's what I'm saying is, is not even so much the sinister where like you've said something to like a family member that you, you should have said you feel bad. And then they God forbid die. But like, you, you have less productivity in a workplace if you berate somebody, especially in front of other people, and you're talking, again, out inside the moment in with anger. Talking outside of the moment without anger is the way to go. Talk in the moment all you want if you're, you know, if it's a fuzzy, warm, you know, conversation. Keep yourself level-headed because ultimately what it is, is you lose yourself. You don't, you don't do nobody any favors. You look like an idiot. At the end of the day, you've created a bigger problem for yourself speaking in the moment with anger instead of speaking outside of the moment without anger. So there's too much other things in life to worry about than 
fixing, you know, things that are easily fixable later. Again, you don't want to forget, there's another part of this too, is I do this too, like, oh God, I got to talk to this girl about wanting to leave early again. You know what? We're real busy right now. Let me do it later. And then later comes and she leaves. Um, You know, I get busy, whatever it is, and I forget. Then you're talking like about the timing where if you're gonna, if you're gonna have that discussion, it usually can't linger one or two days. You know what I mean? You have to have it that day. It's still fresh in your mind. It'll still be fresh in their mind. It'll still have some, uh, you know, there'll still be some weight to the conversation, especially if you, 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 you know, you're choosing, this is why you're doing it. You want to choose your words wiser. You want to, you want to structure your conversation, right? You don't, you speak at, at least for me, speaking out of anger is like, I'm like a rambling idiot. So you might, you might be the type that would, you know, take bullet points like, you know, can't, we're not going to discuss the reason why we're sitting down now is we're not going to discuss in the middle of a rush or, you know, we can't have you doing that or this is not acceptable behavior or whatever. And you can structure your, your conversation in a way that it can be very more matter of fact. It doesn't have to be incoherent. It doesn't have to be aggressive. It has to be firm probably, but that part, and this is something, this is something that would tend to happen to me is like somebody would do some crazy shit and then have two days off. And because I was busy, because I was sidetracked, because I have ADD, because I didn't want to speak out of anger, I just forgot. I didn't really forget, actually. It just, I have ADD. So maybe I did forget. You, I just didn't address it that day. So then they go, they're off, you know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They come back on Thursday. And then Thursday comes and five people call out because this has happened to me before. So it's like you and that person on the line. And they're working hard. They, they're, they're, not, they're not making the mistake. They're not doing the thing that they were doing the other day. And then you pat them on the back. So now you're now you backed yourself into a corner again because they did such a good job. And, you know, you're high-fiving each other at the end of the night. You're doing, you know, everything, everything's happy that day. Then you say, by the way, we still need to talk about what happened on Monday. It, it's going to trash the good feeling of them doing well. It's going to put you in a position to be like, can I do anything right for this guy? So I think that speaking about it outside of the moment, but in in the day, you know, within, you know, a certain time frame is very, very important because you don't want to try to praise somebody, but then bring up negative. I mean, you could, I mean, I think any constructively constructive criticism conversation or learning experiences. Yes. So where I would say this differs a tiny, tiny bit is if that shift was so good, then you give that person praise and say, Hey, that's what I'm looking for. Monday. We had a little, we had a little issue, but I'm looking for this for you for every day. I'm happy about how we performed today and you were a part of how we performed and you, and you, you know, you kept your head down and you did it and we made it through. Thank you so much. And you know, that's probably the only way you could word it to where that person understands that whatever it was they were doing on Monday isn't really going to work. It's not going to work for them. Um, I have a girl that, that I, 
I hired recently at this new place and she's a sweetheart of a girl. Um, she's just not real fast. So I ride her a little bit. Um, but I also kind of get the sense that she has issues, um, in terms of like, like her history. I feel like a lot of people have talked poorly to her. So I try to talk to her, you know, sometimes in joking manner. And when I got to be firm, I'm firm with her, but I have to make sure I praise her. So you can't, you can, you can blow it on a happy mood too. You could blow it. It's easier to backtrack and go, Oh, by the way, man, Monday, you did awesome. I forgot to tell you, I've been meaning to tell you, you were off for a couple of days, great job. And that's okay. But if you, if you forget that, that inside the moment, you can recover from that. You can't recover from me talking to this girl like, Oh my God, I've been working with you for seven weeks. You're still slow as shit. You're never going to get it. Maybe you should find a new job you know, whatever, then I can't recover from that because maybe she quits. And then maybe people think I treat her poorly and they quit too. Now I'm behind two people when all I had to do was say, Hey, look, um, we've been at this for about seven weeks. Is there another, is there something that, you know, I can help you with? Um, is there something I can do for you to help you get faster? And that would go a longer way than trying to force her because again, you have to know her personality anyway, but pushing her and being aggressive with her may make her go into a shell. And that's the other thing too, especially like every business around here is customer service oriented, right? Like whether you work at McDonald's, whether you work at freaking uh, I don't know, JC Penney's, uh, whether you work at a gas station, whether you're a, you know, a, a telemarketer for crying out loud, like it's all customer service, right? You work at the bank, customer service, um, you know, and then if, even if you're a coach and stuff, it's still sort of customer service. It's still people service, right? It's still, you're still managing people and their personalities. Some people are going to be okay with a little bit more of an aggressive nature to push them, but not in the moment, not in anger. Because if you speak in the moment in anger, you'll, you'll, you may never recover. So the theme, speak outside the moment has three components. Calm down, reflect, then speak. Calm yourself down. My heart races. I start to sweat. The hair on the back of my neck, which I have probably more than I should, starts to stand up. And I know at that moment, if my mouth opens, it's going to be ugly. So I tend to not. I tend to reflect and, pl and play it in my head, what I'm going to say, what the situation was, and I go over it over and over and over and over, and then I try to speak. It happens too often for me, unfortunately, where if, if I don't speak soon enough, then I'll, I'll just let it go. My anger goes away, and I'm just like, this is not important. You know, in the grand scheme of things, mustard on the top of the bread isn't something to get mad out or whatever it is. That'd be really stupid. I would need anger management issues if that was the case. But so a big key to this is I think that it helps people pause. And we should pause when we're angry. We really should. Because you know why? Anger is one of those wasted emotions, right? Anger gets you nowhere. It gets you in trouble. 
it gets feelings hurt. Maybe it gets your feelings hurt. That's another thing too, is maybe you unload on somebody and then they unload on you. And then you got to go do some reflecting because they told you you were a piece of shit manager and you, they would fire you if they ran the company. Now you got to reflect and you're never going to trust that person the same anymore. You're never going to put, you know, that emphasis on them. You're going to work a little bit different around them too. You're going to overcompensate. You're going to, and I do that too, where I'm, you know, if I'm overcompensating for something, I tend to, I tend to mess it up. You got to be clear headed. You got to be level headed. You got to, you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. You know what I mean? Cause it's a lot like that. It's like that. You know, what are the cards I'm being dealt with here? The place is busy. You know, we don't have enough people. We just can't seem to get these orders out on time. And now I blew up at this person and you can't even typically fix it in that moment. You can't even change it in that moment. Once it's out there, you're going to you're gonna waste time trying to fix it. It's such a double-edged sword. You blew up. Now you feel bad about what you said. Now you got to try to fix it. Now you have lost time trying to fix it when you could be doing other things. You know, maybe it makes you, you know, you got to come in on your day off just to talk to this person so you don't forget. You know, it, it's all waste. It's all wasted time. It's all wasted emotion. Um, it's all, it's all bad. So remember, speak outside the moment for your heart, for your mind, for productivity, for leadership, for growth, speak outside the moment. So in closing, a quick recap, speak outside the moment. It'll save you so many more other problems. It's not worth it. It's worth it to get it off your chest, but get it off your chest in a way that's coherent. You don't want to babble. You don't want to yell. You don't want to scream. You just want to get your feelings out. And But if you have that emotion of anger, those feelings are going to come out poorly. And I tend to not make sense too. Like I just start yelling. F-bombs, the whole shit. I had had things like that happen a lot in life, and it's just happened too much. But but it came to mind from a mentoring point when I'm trying to teach somebody else how to how to learn somebody else's personality, how to be, you know, a a better leader. Even though, like I said, I think I have my challenges there. So don't you live you live to fight another day by speaking outside of the moment. Um, be good, you guys. Thanks for listening. This is, uh, it's been really fun. I'm really enjoying this. Um, remember if you like, if you like the podcast, um, please tell your friends about it. Um, listen to some more episodes. I have a, a few different ones, some, some on sports, some on life, you know, philosophy, if you will, on this try, I'm just trying to be positive, man. Like, too much negative in the world, too much negative stuff going on still with the, with this virus and stuff. And, um, you know, hopefully I'll start having guests here, but remember I'm underscore just underscore talking T A W K I N on Instagram. C E L L O zero nine zero two is my regular page. Um, running food. My family is on that page. It's my personal page. Then the, uh, um, so I'm on Anchor, Spotify, 
Google, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. Um, it's been a good ride, man. We're, you know, my goal is to get to 100 episodes. Um, I'm we're just under 400 total listens, which I think is pretty good. Um, be kind, be good to each other. Remember, love, respect, equality. Cello is out.